0: So don't take us. We won't take us. Yes, let's be the... Pods. In Springfield. Episode 56 of Pods. In the key. Oh. Of Springfield. Today we are looking only... At season five, episode 16, Bert Gertz and Elephant. Yeah, Bert Gertz and Elephant. Wouldn't it be funny if we only had like 15 minutes worth of stuff to say about this one? There's a real chance. Oh, we are going to give away that. We are going to give oh. away the little green elephant. Oh, the little green elephant. Have you thought of a competition for for how we're giving away this little green Elephant man that we picked up so. from a bowling alley a while back. We didn't pick it up. We we, we earned it. <laughs> we yeah. Didn't, we didn't just steal it. When you pick something up, it isn't implied that you committed theft. It's like I'm gonna go and pick up some chips from the chippy. Has this thing started melting in the extreme heat we've been having? That does not it's look like nice. a little belly. Got a little belly flap. Yeah. I mean, haven't we all? <laughs> it's um, true. There's also there's something hard inside this little Something elephant hard man. inside all of us, Nick We get tempered by the world around us And, you know, sometimes something hard will develop I really don't understand what this deal is Oh, it's meant to be It's meant to light up mm. How do you light it up? Oh, I don't like oh, that Oh, disco elephant! Oh, that's strange Fuck yeah <laughs> It makes a little squiggly noise when you shake it Oh, and I've managed to lodge the light-up ball in the elephant's head <laughs> Hang on, let's I'll shake it near it you realise shaking it near the mic doesn't allow the listener to see the colours, right? No, I just wanted to get the the Foley of the <laughs> the thing being shaken around. So this uh, this competition, I guess, is only going to be open to Australian listeners, right? Yeah, I'm not posting this overseas. So what's uh, what's like a good way for people to win this? Um, well, what about? And we probably shouldn't brainstorm this on the as- episode because I'll I'll give an idea and you'll go, "That's not a very good idea." <laughs> What if we did something like the prize, so the prize, the conceit of this episode was that Bart picked the elephant instead of the $10,000 prize. Yes. Maybe people should tell us what they would do if they had won the $10,000 from KBBL. Sure, okay. And the the answer that makes us laugh the most wins the elephant. Okay, so to win the little green elephant that lights up that we won with a bunch of tickets at a bowling alley, and I don't know, are we going to throw anything else in there? No, just this. Okay. <laughs> All right. To win that, so email us at pudsinthekidofspringfield at gmail Tell us how you would spend the ten thousand uh, dollars in lieu of the elephant, and then we give you the elephant. Yeah. <laughs> so try coming something funny. Should we? How many? How long should we give them? Two weeks? One week? Oh, I thought you were going to ask for a word limit. How long should we give them? Three hundred <laughs> words? Four hundred words? Um. I'd really like to take that tag off so I can get a photo of this little fella. Well, oh, I can do that after. Yeah, I could. <laughs> but you won't. Nope. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, uh, sandwich, underpants, bowling ball, more underpants. <clears throat> Very good opening to an episode, I think. Yes, okay. The, the opening of the episode, Bert gets an elephant. Yeah, Bert gets hurt by an elephant. I want to say up front: this episode has maybe the silliest premise of any episode we've watched yet. Uh, right? uh, sillier than D space Homer? I think so. Yeah, I, think I you kept are. like I think you know, right. at least that's like a real job somebody could have, and they actually do set up to explain why Homer goes into space. Well, you know, elephants like, actually exist. Yeah, but like you know, it, yeah, it's... that would have been amazing. <laughs> it would have been an amazing take if you are just like, look at this funny thing they invented. <laughs> A what? An elephant? I believe I turned to you at one point and just about had a breakdown and saying, what is what is going on? Why do they have an elephant? This is so silly. Yeah, you also said, and I think this is a very good point, that this is like, if you saw this with no context, you'd go, well, this show is not going to last very long. <laughs> yeah, this show has right. run out of ideas. They're already at the point where they're giving, you know, elephants to kids. To be clear, this is a very good, fun episode, but it is also wild. Yeah, it's wild. Wild, wacky stuff. It is. Uh, this is actually an episode of Totally Wild, dealing with elephants. Totally Wild being an Australian nature show. Yeah, kind of. Making Marge Ranger Stacy. Yes. So yeah, we start off with the the house in a state of absolute squalor, which pretty relatable, I thought. But uh, yep. I only have myself to blame for my house being kind of messy. Yeah, it is. It is fun when people come around to my house and go wow, you must host a lot of parties, and I'm like, nope, it's always this messy. <laughs> yeah, I've had, uh, you know, more visitations recently to my house. I've been trying to keep it a little clean, but it's uh, mm. it's hard, like, you know, my bathroom seems to just fall to pieces if I leave it for, like, three days. I don't understand how. Um, it's just me using it, mostly. It's, uh, When you say visitation, it makes it sound like some kind of, like... Like supernatural, like a like there's some kind of spectre in your house. Well, there has been a ghoul coming. Oh, a yeah. little green ghoul? A little green elephant shaped ghoul. Yes, a uh, polyester ghoul. So, I was listening to that regurgitator chain around from yesterday. So shiny. Yeah. Um that's that's actually a, that's funny. That yeah, would be I guess. Th- that would be a good that's good fertile ground for one of those like one verse parodies <laughs> so, Something that I hate Is when someone goes Oh this is a funny idea For a parody song And then they try to recreate The whole three yeah, and a half they, All song. they have is a chorus Yeah And it, the, it just doesn't work And they're just Strumming their ukulele And just trying to get back To the chorus Over and over again It's, it's like that. you only have One joke What was that noise? That was An elephant I don't know You're gonna go investigate It's probably not a man Coming up the stairs I think it's just something Settling in your kitchen I think the ghost is back. We don't actually have the ghost on this episode. Sorry, it, just, it sounded like a noise that was loud enough that I should isolate what it is in case <laughs> of a problem. I think it's just, I don't know, something in your sink or in your bin just resettling. But who knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure that nothing's in danger of falling. Ah, oh, that's fair. Because <clears throat> what if it is settled into a precarious position? A pre- <laughs> okay, yes. That is fair, but your kitchen's fine. Everything gonna be alright. Who's that man coming up the stairs? (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Who do you think that man is there? Sneaky Peaks. We are like the dreamer who dreams. And then lives inside the dream. Sneaky Peaks. Yes, the family... Has to come together and clean their house, and Marge Imagine. is Marge is trying to prevent them all from leaving the house to go and do the fun things they want to do. And uh, Bud says, oh, "You're in the way, I'm Bud." And Homer says, "Well, I'm Homer. Push her down, son." Yeah. What do you think of this joke? Um. Well, obviously, it's not great to have a husband suggesting that his wife should just be pushed to the floor. It swings awfully hard. It swings awfully hard. I do think that there is literally no malice in Homer's voice when he says it. Yes. But it is also not an acceptable position for him to take. <laughs> it is It is funny as a piece of absurdity, and I do like that Marge is in a position of some authority at the beginning of this episode, because it is rare... We get to see Marge having real power. Yes, and like you know, getting to take charge in a situation like this. And it's yes. nice. Yeah, yeah, charging with power. Yeah. Yes, like, 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 like a f- phone. Like yes. a phone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes, rare that yes. we get to see Marge as a phone. That's true. Mm. Mm. Just trying to think. Where can I take that? Ah. Mm. Uh, no. Nope. Nothing. Is this the first episode where we see the basement? Fuck. um I feel like that door has been like a bit of like that door has led to like a closet before maybe yeah yeah i feel like this is the first time we see the basement even though because i like looking in the basement in the show i noticed they didn't have a stop a lopper kettle down there which mm. is definitely a thing that happens later in the show they did I, they, it was there in one shot yeah we get more basement play in later episodes yeah that's it, an appropriate phrase for what that is right basement play yeah sure they, they did um stop a kettle is there but the colours are wrong. Okay. I didn't notice uh, it down there. Yeah, hang on. I'm going to get it now. Okay. Good thing I got the phone. Going to get it. Get it, gal. Uh... Damn you, <laughs> Um What are you typing in? Are we so vain? I really like that line. Oh, Talk about that line while I find this. (laughs) When Homer is down in the basement and he screams, what's with all this cleaning? Are we so vain? That That is is generally my justification for not cleaning that much, I Mm. think. I also just don't enjoy it, which is an irritating trait to have. Um, Why would... I mean... It would just be so convenient to be one of those people who really enjoys cleaning. I enjoy the house Mm. being clean. Yeah. But the actual act itself... Can, it's can frustrating. The actual light act can take the a thing. Hike. Is like I don't know what the deal is, but my um, my landlords have not scheduled an inspection in eight months, which uh, is great. Yeah, I love it. I'm not complaining at all, but it also means like any upkeep I maintain on my house is purely on me. Yeah, the the thing that I find difficult with um, <clears throat> with owning a place yep. is that uh, um, because there are no you know quarterly inspections, it means that. Years will go by without me cleaning my house. <laughs> it's really difficult. What are you looking for at the moment? I'm still looking for a Stapoloppa kettle. Okay. Not, not finding him? No, no, no. I'm just trying to get the right angle. Okay. One Everything, of my everything's fine. One of my favorite little things in this episode, and possibly the history show, maybe humanity is uh, sure. I mean, that's not a that's swinging swinging big. When home is down in his little basement with all his little cleaning supplies. And he's got that, uh, the one little bottle with the Mr. Sheen man or whatever. You, yeah. know, like, uh, you know, the guy, the bald man. And he looks at it and says, "Use in a well-ventilated area. Mm-hmm. I love the little animation of him looking over both of his shoulders to make sure nobody hears him before he tells the bottle to shove it. That is good. That is a nice moment. See, I, I had previously interpreted that as him looking... To see whether or not he was in a ventilated area. But I much prefer your interpretation of... I'm going to tell this to shove it. I'd better make sure that I'm in safe hands when doing this. I just assume he doesn't want Marge or the kids to hear him say shove it to a bottle. I don't know. I also like... Maybe because I've seen The Simpsons too many times and like jokes take on weird forms in my head... Oh, yeah, you're right. It does have a cow down there. But very wrong colours. And it's got a solid top as well. I feel like uh, there was a, a hole in the head Oh, of we had original. Maggie crawling out of it, didn't we? Oh, well, we had Maggie resting on top of it, at least. I mm. thought it was, like, hollow. Otherwise, it's too big. You can't have it full. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah because I've seen this episode too many times, and my head just goes to weird places. I look at that, and I feel like it is Homer checking around to make sure the fox senses don't hear him. <laughs> Alright, so he's because, he's aware that he's in a TV show he? he is aware of his uh, Yeah, he's just like Deadpool You know, he's breaking the fourth wall Right Oh, is this a movie? It's me, Deadpool Ooh uh, Ooh, hmm. I'm Deadpool <clears throat> Have he, you seen Deadpool? Is this a Ricky Gervais doing Deadpool? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird I like that bit though oh. Ooh, have I offended you? Ooh Ooh. I'm wearing a red suit Ooh, All right. <laughs> What is this character? I'm just I, saying ooh a lot <laughs> Yeah, I don't know I don't uh, like the movie Deadpool, Is my point But Deadpool 2, I thought it was pretty good The second time that we hear the um, KBBL try to call someone Yes uh, The device that that broadcast is coming from is a turntable <laughs> we 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 see we zoom in on a record player and it has a one panel lit up. Record players turntables tend not to also be FM radios because no. this, this is a standalone turntable. It would have been plugged into something else. Uh, I find it astonishing that it also doubles. Where is that that they're calling that we see that, or is that in the station? No, no, no. So this is um, the second time that the station calls someone in the Simpsons' living room. We experience that call through a turntable. Oh, wow. I did not notice that at all. That's really strange. Yes. That's not how anything works. No. It's very strange. Apparently this this is the day where I notice tiny details (laughs) on things. Is it just like... Was there a writer, or animated who, or animator who was just like a little too divorced from the real world at this point? Maybe, well, maybe. But, but but you know how there's that there's that bookcase under the window, yep, next to the back door that has the turntable on it. Yes. it was that one. Huh. And I think they just needed another device through which they could show the broadcast because they've already used, like, four fucking portable radios. There are a few instances in this episode of the house just morphing in weird ways. Like, we've Mm. got this basement, which we haven't seen before. There's suddenly a door uh, in between... The kitchen, the kitchen and in the living room. room, Yep. which is uh, usually, usually just an archway. Mm-hmm. The record players take you on new properties. There's some melting and changing happening here in this, the silliest episode of The Simpsons. I mean, it's very silly. And really, how do you feel about that door joke, by the way, where the door swings inwards and in the like quarter of a second that the door is blocking the kitchen, the kitchen becomes a wreck? Because I was thinking about this quite a bit. Um, And my feeling, my personal feeling mm, is that I think I really like that joke. I think it's really funny. mm. But I was thinking there are so many circumstances in which I would not like this joke. It might seem a little too hard. might be a little too silly. Ooh, the coffee machine's arcing up. Coffee machine's popping in. Coffee machine's got an opinion. Coffee machine's popping in to say that it thinks the door joke is fine. I think the coffee machine just wet itself. No, it's so it's part of its rinsing process when it turns off. Yeah, it just takes a little piss. Are you are you accusing my devices of being incontinent? <laughs> I don't think it was an accusation. <laughs> oh that's fair enough. Are you implying? Yeah, I suppose so. Excellent. I think that's fine. Yeah, it's probably fine. Um uh yeah, do I like that door joke? I don't know. To me, like I, I, I think I like the door joke because there's no laugh track associated with it. Mm. If that was in the Flintstones and there was like a solid five second laugh track sting after it, yeah. I would actually dislike it quite oh, a lot. Did, did the Flintstones ever do a house cleaning episode where they just have to deal with like all the animals around the house? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Just um, so you know, oh, the pelican's filthy. It's a living. <laughs> they going to like clean all the birds around the house. Oh, the uh, there's birds shed all over the living room. Uh, the the elephant that squirts water on us while we're showering, <laughs> which is astonishing. Because that's in, where their elephant was in the world of the in the world of the Flintstones. Yeah. Um, buckets must exist. In what world is getting a elephant to blow water at you out of its trunk preferable to a bucket? At no point did Stampy in this episode blow water on anyone either. No, no. Thereby proving that the Simpsons and the Flintstones are different programs. More realistic, yeah. Much more realistic. (laughs) Ah, that's fun. Questions about the radio hosts? Yes. Why are they? Why are the hosts the ones responsible for doing the negotiation? Surely, when, the ra- surely KBBL... So when Bart's saying, no, I want the elephant, and they're saying yes. we don't have one, surely the KBBL has a legal team that can do this, or a manager or something, not the radio hosts. That was my first note. It does seem like they are CEO of the company as well as the two hosts of this one particular program. But then they are reportable to someone, because there's someone who has the DJ 3000, and she That's says, true, yes. you're going to lose your job. So then, not only... I've got two notes here. The first got one... A bunch of notes here. Why are the hosts doing the negotiations? Second, sub-note, why are they responsible for sourcing the elephant? <laughs> You've got to get this kid an elephant by tomorrow, or you lose your job. Why is that their job? Yeah, we don't really see how they go about sourcing that elephant either. No! I imagine it was quite expensive. I imagine it was quite expensive too. Probably more than $10,000. Ah, yes. How I much? I mean, really, like... Can you even buy an elephant? Legally. I mean, when they're like, you know, the elephant is meant to be the booby prize, but like an elephant is quite valuable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ivory alone on that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you know, and the meat, the the, the yeah. sweet tender meat of an elephant. And surely you would need like, there'd be pretty strict like council guidelines on this, wouldn't there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, some councils uh, don't even want you to have big dogs. How are you going to get away with an elephant? Well, I guess if you dress it up as a big dog. Oh, yeah, that's it's good just idea. a Doberman. Oh. <laughs> a Doberman pincer. Is that just your favorite breed of dog to say? <laughs> a Dober Man. <laughs> that's funny. That's also my wrestling persona. He's the Doberman. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I didn't know you wrestle. <laughs> this is a slightly lower energy recording than the last one. <laughs> so much lower energy. Ah uh, The line, um, the radio host line, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yeah. I feel like that's one of those lines that is now just so ingrained within myself and society at large Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it no longer feels like a joke about a shit radio line. Yeah. It just feels like the thing you say in the situation where you might otherwise have said hot dog. It has given it a new life. A new life. A new life. A new life. Yeah. So my yeah. life. No. Uh, hey, it's me, Deadpool. I'm back now, baby. Fuck all of these people. <laughs> I'm on a podcast. Can I talk about Arboretum guy? <laughs> We're a while off of him. But... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've got a I've got some more some more notes. I, I'm a big fan of the scene where they talk about turning Skinner into a lobster like creature. Yeah, that's fun. Because I feel I feel like I'd like to see what that process was like. Interesting. I mean, I imagine it would involve some dying skin red. I that... imagine it would involve a pincerization. <laughs> pincerization of the of of. of i have his... been mean to say. Have you been getting pincerization? Your fingers are looking awfully pincery. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm slowly working my way there. That's why I yeah. know so much about the lob. You're becoming much process. more clawed than you were before. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I also look. I recently saw James Wan's uh, masterpiece Aquaman. Right, okay And uh, look, I, I really liked Aquaman But there's a, for any listeners of the dollop, who controls the fish Yes, exactly And they uh, they keep talking about this this Brian kingdom throughout the film Like, okay, we're gonna There are like seven realms and only four of them are still around It's a very nerdy film But they keep saying like, okay We're gonna which get these the... realms together to go in contact We gotta go and fight the Brian kingdom Which are the cardinal realms and which <laughs> one are the theological realms? <laughs> I think they're all theological, baby under the sea? Baby. So the brine. So yeah. everything's fine in the brine. Yeah. So they've got to go and take on the brine kingdom. Right. And like two hours into this movie, we finally get to go to the brine kingdom. And mm. it's just all these lobster men. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, just right. lobster men and giant crabs. And the lead lobster is voiced by Jonathan Rhys-Davies. And it's fucking great. That sounds they wonderful. They just go to war. All these like people on like war seahorses fighting lobster people and then Julie andrews appears as a giant kraken, and it. it's so good that sounds wonderful yeah it's a great film is there anything to do with the four seahorses of the apocalypse well there's more than four seahorses oh i see Dolph I... lundgren plays the head of one of the realms what more could you want in a movie i mean it's an <laughs> interesting I'll... question to at ask one me. point a bunch of people in reverse aqua suits that look like PlayStation 2 villains burst into a house and start explaining how the Sea Queen has broken ocean law. It's the best film ever made. Well, it's pretty good. Reverse aqua suits. Yeah, because when they leave the water, they need suits that will hold water in them. Sure, I see. I see, I see. see. And the design. So it's literally a wet suit. Yes. (laughs) A suit that is kept wet at all times. That's fun. Yes. Hmm. A lot of synth music, a lot of lasers. Sure. Yeah. So is one of these... um... Uh is one of these realms, yes. And um, uh, no, I can't find a way to organically work this into the narrative that you've just put forward. I want to make a joke about an actor called Brian Cranston who does breaking <laughs> bad but much more salty. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the pun there exactly? Brian. Oh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Star so, of uh, Breaking Waves slash bad sure. and yeah. uh, what's a good Malcolm thing? For Malcolm? In the mi- Malcolm in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, we got that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, whatever else he's done, he was in Godzilla. That doesn't really lend itself to anything. What's he in? The upside, the underside. I guess it would be. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Brian Cranston, if you'd like to be on the podcast, we are open to it. You're also in Sneaky Pete, I think. We will pickle you. Sneaky Pete? Sneaky Pete. Formal, not to be confused. Former for Chucks. That's our... <laughs> that's our spin-off podcast about uh, the amazing adventures of Pete and Pete. What is that? It's a Nickelodeon show from the 90s. Oh, okay. It's about two brothers. How do I not know a 90s kids TV show? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's weird. I would have assumed you were well-versed. Yeah, it turned out poorly versed that's true uh i like the scene yeah in the simpsons episode bard gets an elephant Perhaps. where uh, the grandpa simpson and jasper are listening to the uh listening to the radio and they can hear bard screaming where's my ah, elephant yes. and jasper says i love this song reminds me of elephants that's very good that's one of the simpsons has ruined my life moments where i often say things remind me of elephants but I'm not mm. thinking about elephants no. often No No Something I find strange And this is one of those moments We've talked about this occasionally before That every now and then the entire town seems to be doing the same thing I find it a hard reach To think that um, the re- the old folks in the retirement home And Marge and Bart All listen to the same radio station KBBL As their favourite radio station Yeah like, that, one's, that that's difficult. It is. Um, I would think they'd be jamming to the oldies. Sure. Which is what I like to do when I throw jam at old people. <laughs> you call it jamming when you throw jam? Yeah, I do. Okay. Also, when I go to a Bob Marley concert. I okay. don't go to Bob Marley concerts. He's dead. You go there to throw jelly. Jelly at Bob. Don't call it jelly. <laughs> You're Australian. No, I know. I'm saying that you don't throw... No, but... I'm going down a different road. I, mean, I know they're different things. Right. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, it's a, It's too long a road to walk down. Okay. So Nick, Nick, Nick. the long and winding road, the only road that I have ever known, a Beatles song, <laughs> In the city streets, not on Revolver, <laughs> Boulevard, Broken Dreams. Now, Nick. Nick. Sure. Yeah. This episode yes, yes, yes. reminded me of elephants. I got some bad news for you. We get it. Wait, yeah, bad news. I got some bad news for you, Nick. That fuck, I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, Nick, I'm replacing you with uh, the Podcaster 3000. This oh, new machine I that I have uh, recently acquired. Sure. So Podmaster 3000 is going to make his debut now. We're going to cut him out. Wheel noise, real noise. Okay, so Podcaster 3000, um, what's going on? Who are your guys? See, he knows all the phrases, and I love my Lisa mattress. See, he's he's really good at this. He's been sure studying all of the I see all the podcast wow. beats. But what is this story really about? Oh God, see, he got the Radio Lab. People he's been got listening a fucking, to NPR. I love NPR. So we don't understand why anyone listens to this. He's very self-effacing as mm. well, and most podcast hosts are. Yeah, he's uh he's pretty good, right? I mean, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Given how low energy I'm feeling today, after that first recording, which is absolutely knocked us for six, there is a, a certain amount of relief that comes with the idea of being replaced by a robot. Would you like the robot to do the rest of this episode? Nope. <laughs> a certain amount of relief. It's not an overwhelming amount. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. Well, we don't have one yet, Robot. Podmaster 3000, was that what I called it? Yes. Mm, Podmaster 3000, yeah. Okay. Why do you need to remember what you have called it? It's written right on this machine that you've brought yeah, into my house. it's all over the front of the machine. I also find it strange that w- you've been here for four hours now, and at no point have I thought to ask what that machine <laughs> in the corner was. Yeah. Well, it only just arrived. It was busy recording Chapo Trap House. Who delivers shit on a Sunday? <laughs> Don't break the illusion by explaining that it's a Sunday. No, you must use your illusion. Use your Vo- illusion two, Volume one and two. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> can uh, I talk
0: about Arboretum Guy. Yeah. The elephant arrives. The elephant keeps trying to eat Bart. I love the little animation of Bart sliding down the elephant's tusk. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like Fred Flintstone yeah, sliding yeah, yeah, down yeah. the elephant's <clears throat> trunk. Yeah. Yabba dabba doo. Yabba dabba doo. Except I think that was a woolly mammoth that he slid down. But yeah, probably. in any event, it was an elephantine creature. Let's talk about Arboretums. Arboretum Gaia. Cool. So this is when Homer has a brilliant plan to feed Stampy the elephant. Um, named... He packed his bags and said goodbye to the circus. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, Called Stampy because of his love of philately. Yes. The uh, uh, stamp collecting. Um, and uh, so strips all the leaves off all the trees in the arboretum. Yes. Homer turns to the Arboretum guy and says, are there any other Arboretums around here? And the guy has so much sass in his response of, no! <laughs> but I love it so much. Ah, this episode has a lot of nice little moments like that where they just wreck something completely and then yes. just move right on. Move right on. As life should be. Exactly. Have you ever wrecked an Arboretum? No. No, I'm not, I'm not sure I've ever been to an Arboretum. No, me neither. No. Am I pronouncing the word? Yeah, I'm missing like a letter in this. Arboretum? arboretum. Yeah, okay. Arboretum. Okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Latin, uh, Latin for tree place. Latin for tree place? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Uh, is that just a thing you know offhand? Just one of those mysterious things? Uh, arbory is, is... Well, arbor is... That's where you get your Latin, roast beef and Latin cheese. For, <laughs> it's the carvery. Um, uh, arbor is the Latin root for tree. Which is why the desert, the null Nullarbor, yeah. Nullarbor, no trees. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice bit of information. Aren't words fun? Yeah, sometimes. Um, <clears throat> there is also several references in this episode to elephants eating peanuts. Yes. So I did some Google searching. Yep. Uh, Do elephants eat peanuts? This there is an article on theindependent.co.uk written sure. by Helena Williams. Helena Williams. And I enjoy... Helena, hello. Hello. Helena Williams. I enjoy the sass in this response as well. Good. Do elephants love to eat peanuts? And so that's the, the little heading here. And then she's got myth. Elephants certainly don't eat peanuts in the wild. And they're not a typical diet for captive animals either. Elephants are the world's biggest land animals. And have to spend 16 to 18 hours a day eating. Same. Peanuts, on the other hand, are tiny. (laughs) (laughs) I love the... That that last fact is not necessary. (laughs) Just in case anyone was unfamiliar with the size distinction of peanuts. And I assume from this that Helena Williams, someone who I've had no contact with, I assume that she doesn't eat (laughs) M&M's. Because humans are quite big. M and M's on the other hand are tiny. And just like I mean, we eat peanuts. We eat peanuts. <laughs> I and mean, yes, I'm not the size of an elephant. But the idea that I, I just I am I'm flummoxed by the inclusion of that last sentence. Well, it's elephants the, can only eat things that are as big as themselves. Well, is I the assume implication. this all comes from like they give you peanuts at like zoos or the circus because they're. Uh... I don't know, they're, like, cheap. That's why, really. They're very, very cheap. Sure. So, that is that where this all comes from? Yeah, I, I actually... I really wanted to find where the trope of elephants eating peanuts came from, and I honestly couldn't find where it came from. Yeah, I think it is actually a thing that, like, you can feed animals at a circus or a zoo peanuts. Right. I also... This episode is so divorced from reality, though. Yeah. It is so mad by the standards of Season 5 Simpsons. Yes. Should we get some grooming birds, by the way? Uh, just some birds to keep us groomed. I got a, I got a nice haircut the other day. I'm freshly shorn. Sure. So my hair doesn't really require a lot of... Uh, although my beard is getting a bit scraggly. I mean, I... A bit tangly. I, I, just, I just want to to, call you out on some, on some language here. I think it'd be much more respectful to use the term grooming women rather than suggesting that we should get a couple of grooming birds. <laughs> I mean... It's a bit regressive, Jockle. Yeah, well, I apologise to all the grooming women out there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Interesting. I apologise for my words, and I apologise for Nick's assumption. That this is a role that exists. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is. My milkshake talk moment. <laughs> we've been waiting alright. Oh, we've been taking bets. Well, we were. you were tweeting at one of our listeners the other day, asking which of us would be the first to... Uh, Reveal themselves as problematic And you bet on yourself I did Yeah I did But you're okay, everything's fine No, I'm fine Look, I'm f- as a as a straight white man I can definitively declare that you are fine <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've never upset me <laughs> I, I'm just going to write myself a little note That says, I am fine <laughs> oh, I've written, <laughs> I am Lisa Simpson Good hmm. I like the little uh, subplot of the cat and the dog Trying to learn tricks To win back their family. Yes, that is good. It's good. It's very sad, though. Santa's little helper ends up being able to talk. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. We love you. That was. I am Santa's little helper. That is a very, very good, um, uh, Julie Kavner. kind of turned into the uh, the arm from Twin Peaks at one point there the arm yeah the arm he is the arm and he talks like this is that like a um is that like the cousin of uh thing from the Adams Family that was just a hand <laughs> yeah kind of Head. well he's just a he's a uh, he's a little person but he lives in the red room in the black lodge i see and then the actor between seasons 2 and 3 uh kind of lost his mind so in the third season they replaced him with a tree <laughs> I, I I see <laughs> yeah, His character is now played by a tree And uh, he is introduced as the evolution of the arm And it's wonderful Right This has been another installment of Sneaky Peaks We are like the dreamer who dreams And then lives inside the dream Sneaky Peaks I do enjoy that it starts by saying some person lost their mind, so they replaced an actor with a tree. and It's yeah. like, and it's the actor who lost their mind, right? Oh, they—I mean, David Bowie dies, so they replace his character with a kettle. You know, it's just what Twin Peaks does. Hmm, I see. Would you pay two dollars for an elephant ride? Um, I just saw some article yesterday being shared on Facebook of like, here's why elephant rides are horrible and you shouldn't do them. So. <laughs> So the answer is yes, right? Yeah, because $2 seems like a great price to take advantage of something 100% Uh, Seeing the elephant for $1 When, in the later scene, they say now Milhouse saw the elephant twice rode him once What constitutes seeing the elephant twice? Is that two separate trips to see the elephant? Yeah, or is it like you looked away and looked back? Yeah yeah, it's not. It's not clear. like Lotch not being allowed to look at his wife, or she'll turn into a pillar of salt if he looks away. Oh, there, I guess is, it's an opposite lotch. Is there a, opposite <laughs> lot Is there escaping Sodom and Gomorrah? Yeah. Okay. Um, man, isn't it amazing that people think we should take our our day to day life lessons from a book in which someone gets turned into a column of salt? Yeah, because her husband looked at her. Hmm. It's no, he, no he, he looked back at the City of Sin, Sodom and Gamora, I think I think it's as he's guiding her out oh. It's like, if you can walk out without turning around yeah. Then you'll be fine yeah. But he can't resist turning to look at her oh. I think it's about her I thought his family got, they all got turned into columns of salt because he looked back at the city that he was being told to leave. My understanding of this anecdote is largely based on the way it is retold within Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse 5, so I guess I am not really referring to the original text. <laughs> sure, yeah. Where he says, you know, he looked around and looked at her, and, you know, I love him for that because it was so human. Uh, she turned into a pill of salt, so it goes. However, that part of the book goes. I see. Yeah. Yeah, alright. Yeah. So Saksa. she's salt now. Sacks a lot. Quite salty. A little little salty. We get the first appearance of Cletus in this episode. Everyone's favourite stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. One of those characters that probably didn't need to come back, but uh, does repeatedly anyway. Repeatedly, yeah, yeah. Uh, often with a, uh, I don't know, like it's Cletus. Does Cletus get good jokes at any point in the Simpsons? I don't mind the one in the pretzel episode where he just has a lot of kids and he's like. Yeah Milking the business With his vouchers Because that's more about The vouchers Than Cletus I think Yeah that's a good point Um Does Cletus have Good jokes But largely it's just like Hey this guy's poor I I Got a laugh From um When he's up on the telephone Pole Mm. Hey, I can call my mom from here. Ma, get off the dang roof. That is good. I do like that. I do enjoy that line. Especially because I enjoy the way... it's playing against expectations. It is playing against expectations. And I enjoy the very interesting pronunciation of roof that he goes (laughs) for. Because there's a bit of a W in there. Get off the dang roof. 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 So... I met a dog once that could say its own name. um, Its name was Rufus. I just... Ties into two notes that we've just made there. That's very nice. Rufus. Um, I just realised I need to get to the shop before five o'clock. So. Okay, well it's four four. We're good. We're, we're Everything, good. gonna be all right. <laughs> Rockabye. <laughs> Fucking, he's done it again. Rockabye. That's that's a recurring <laughs> segment on this. It's sneaky Sean Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> Rockabye. Eventually, we meet a uh, Mister Blackheart who is looking to buy the elephant, and uh, he seems like a pretty good dude, right? Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Um, nothing nefarious. Nothing nefarious. Mister Blackheart. No. Bitchin' name. Yeah, he calls Lisa my pretty, and that's a nice thing to, you know. My pretty. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he was responsible for starting the brand of guitar amp, Blackheart. It's a possibility. Not likely. Have you looked into the history of uh, Blackheart I have not. I have not. And I suspect I won't. (laughs) Didn't do your pre-game research? No, not on Blackheart amps. Now Homer, when he's talking about Mr. Blackheart He says somebody who has a lot of ivory Is less likely to harm Stampy Than somebody whose ivory suppliers are dangerously low mm. Is it just me? Or do you also sometimes unironically Adapt that viewpoint for your own life And the incidences that occur therein? Yeah, I think that's that I mean, it it's obviously flawed on many levels yes. But it also does make a degree of sense Yeah, there is some logic there Yeah There's heaps of logic there. I mean, not heaps. There's some logic. Some. It's like a line that genuinely does adapt to different situations where you're not dealing with somebody whose entire life is based around ivory. Have you got a specific example up your sleeve? No. Oh. Oh. (laughs) No, I do not. I I just feel like... I feel like I said it to somebody the other day in some context and then, like, realized... Huh, maybe I shouldn't be using this joke line so genuinely and sincerely <laughs> to, like, alleviate the concerns they have over something. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. This is such a weird episode. It is. Of our it's lives. Very, it's a very weird episode of our lives. Something that uh, got me thinking was when the elephant, uh, Bart, towards the end, is like, I'm going to release this elephant. Baby, I'm Bart. Baby. He releases the elephant, and the elephant starts stampeding through people's backyards, Ned looks up, he says, oh my god, it's the four elephants of the apocalypse, baby, I'm Ned. Yep. A joke I don't really like, I think it's not very good, but... Mm. Especially because, like, Ned getting Bible knowledge wrong is, is weird. But here's here's what I was thinking. Uh, this happens in the middle of the night, I go walking my sleep through the mountains so high, through the river so deep, and Ned sees the elephant, and then he goes back to sleep. Uh, shouldn't Ned, for one thing, know that his neighbours have an elephant? because yeah. how could you not? Yeah. And then be concerned about it being released and running through the backyard. Shouldn't you know... It's a really good point. Try to do something about it there and then. It's a very good point. It's not like Ned to be that apathetic about destruction. Yes. Unless, I don't know, maybe it's just so long of living next door to the Simpsons has... has he's grown weary of caring. As we find out, of course, the next morning, the elephant's gone, but Bart has gone with the elephant. Yes. Which should be... A great cause for concern For everyone Should be That the elephant's run away And seemingly Taken the boy with him Mm, This elephant who Yeah So you to get Liam Neeson involved Mm. I will find you Yeah I think I did that last episode as well I'm Liam Neeson I'm Liam Neeson by the way I have a very specific set of skills For finding elephants There he is He's real big (laughs) Not like peanuts on the other hand Which are In fact Very small (laughs) In my opinion (laughs) Only by the scale by which I compare my food. <laughs> you know, in some contexts, peanuts are rather large. If you were an ant, it'd be a big piece of food. I mean, I didn't realize we we're going to be compare, like considering peanuts from the ant's perspective. Now, did I get the posh or not? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Now, if you consider peanuts from A Bug's Life... <laughs> <clears throat> ah, a Bug's Life. Nobody's favorite Pixar movie, but I have a rather soft spot for it. I like the scene where the grasshoppers realise that the ants could easily overthrow them if they worked together. It's subversive for a children's film. Now, Tekken 4... Tekken 4. Tekken 4. Tekken. My favourite fighting game. I want to play Hayachi in the film adaptation. I see. Anyway, that's enough Liam Neeson chat. That's enough. Uh, let's leave Liam Neeson corner. <laughs> and uh, get back to The Simpsons. So... I really like the scene where the elephant is hanging towards the peanut factory. Yes, that is a good scene, and I like it. And I want more of that guy. Oh, crazy, and his antics. crazy fucking peanut factory man! Yes, the safety officer, safety officer Steele, safety officer. Steele. Is that his name? No, uh, in <laughs> Fireman Sam, the. the, the, the of course, the, this is about Fireman <laughs> Sam. The. Chief. Why do you bring up Fireman Sam so often? <laughs> The, anyway, carry on. The the chief is called Station Officer Steele. That's all. Okay, at the peanut factory in Five and Sam? <laughs> yes, at the peanut factory in Five and Sam. I don't sell roasted <clears throat> peanuts here. I sell regular peanuts. But the, it <laughs> keeps catching fire. <clears throat> uh, now, uh, towards the end, because I'm going to jump towards the end here because you seem to be just... Writing what's in cursive in your book, seemingly to practice your style. I know it's it's interesting. I I've, I had a mechanical pencil on the desk, and I don't know why. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this writes. This is nice, smooth motion. So I've just started doing. There's, there's Are you in the long, word officer? Yeah, I've just, yeah. well, I've written the following things in um in pencil. Yeah. See you in the car. Visitation. Bees <laughs> on dick for a <laughs> for reasons I won't explain. Not likely. Uh. I am fine. Between seasons two and three, Sean Mullins, uh, well, David Bowie died. Blackheart amps and station officer steel. I'm doing show notes in cursive for things that you've said or that I've thought. Bees on deck. <laughs> such an old reference. Such an old specific reference that we cannot get into. Oh, we will never ever address what that is. No, but that has been some. a has been a phrase that I've been saying in this friendship for, for 15 years at this point. Yeah, but, well, uh, maybe 12. Maybe 12. Yeah. Bees on deck. <laughs> I'm not even oh sure. My God. I'm not even sure why I thought of it, but anyway. <laughs> as in as in today, I'm not sure why I thought of it. Uh Stampy's a really shit elephant, and I like that. Yeah. He's a real piece of shit. You do enjoy bad animals, I, I do. <laughs> bad animals. That's our other podcast. Your love is like bad, bad animals. Bad animals are all I need. Whoa. Snakes and bugs and other bad animals. You're an elephant on a stampede Very, very good (laughs) Excellent guitar riff Uh, Now, towards the end When they go to the tar pits And Homer gets stuck in the tar pits Have you ever (coughs) listened to the podcast Criminal? No There is a really fucking amazing episode of the podcast Criminal Mm -hmm. I I think it's Criminal I could be wrong, I didn't look it up But there's an episode of Criminal, I'm pretty sure About a police diver Who, uh Somebody who had committed a crime, like, they knew they had dumped something in the La Tar Pits. Yep. And... I only go- know about the La Tar Pits from L.A. Noire. Ah, yes. Good, good game. Yep. Developed by Team Bondi. But anyway, they, uh, they know that something has been dumped in these tar pits, and... Obviously going into a tar pit is extremely dangerous It sounds it But they know they need to send a police diver in there Because if they don't It sets a precedent that if you dump something in the tar pits, sure. You'll get away with the crime Yeah. So it's this phenomenal episode One of the best episodes of any podcast I've ever heard mm. And it's mostly about this uh, police diver Talking about his experience of Diving into this tar pit Looking for evidence mm. So I don't have a funny point or anything That's just a thing I really like and. Uh, sure Probably should have looked at the details more. But, you know, Google it, criminal tarpid episode. Really fucking good podcasting by one of the best in the game. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And if that the- sounds great. Yes. It is great, Nick. Now, the ending of this episode... Yep. Yeah. Maybe one of my favorite episode endings, I think. Interesting. Because of something they say on the audio commentary for this episode. Okay. Again, here we go. this is another one of my. I've listened to the audio commentaries once 18. 13 years <laughs> ago and mysteriously remember a lot of it. Now, when they take. That was me crunching something under the yeah, table. Okay. Cool. When, they, when they talk about. When they take Stampy to the preserve at the end. Yes, the reserve. Yes. Where they reserve the right to preserve animals. Uh, sure, yes. Now, when he starts headbutting these elephants, yep. and it's been a real joke to them. One of the guys on the commentary says, very casually, reframing how this episode ends for me when I heard this commentary, that Stampy has clearly killed that elephant. <laughs> Fuck. And is immediately starting on the next one. Oh, God. And I've always thought that's such a weird, harsh way to end the episode to have Stampy run in immediately murder an elephant, and then start on the next one right wow. away. I just figured, I always thought that the other elephant, the first elephant, just gave up fighting and laid down. I didn't realise he'd been killed. He, he seems, I mean, you look at it, he's not moving, he's just lying there on the ground. Yeah, right. Having been savagely headbutted by another elephant. I'd like to know what our listeners think. Did our listeners assume that that elephant was dead? Yeah, hashtag, uh, had elephant dead, or hashtag, now nah, he's just sleeping, son. What a series of hashtags. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's a big, jerky elephant, yep. and do you think the implication is meant to be that spending time with Bart, the sweet little boy at the heart of the Simpsons, has molded him into a, a filthy killer? I guess the issue with that is we don't know what pre-Bart Stampy was like. No, I suppose we don't. We don't get to know his life. Maybe Stampy was always a jerk. Just a real piece of shit. I mean, yeah. he's trying to eat Bart the whole episode. And actually, a... you know what? Given that the hosts of a radio show managed to acquire the elephant in under 24 hours, I feel like it was a problematic elephant to begin Probably with. Probably a black market elephant. A black market elephant. Mm. Real jerk of an elephant. Mm. Good episode of The Simpsons. Just very uh, Very silly. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised we got 50 minutes out of this. More elements, mm. <coughs> elements, more elephants than usual. Yeah, I like this episode. It reminds me of elephants. It does. Gotta have a quote. Well, this has been Pods in the Key of Springfield. Uh, I think we'll go back to our two episode per thing after this. Just uh oh, yeah, if this- you listen to last week's episode, we went nuts. <laughs> and uh, yeah. this is the byproduct of our. can we? We ate a good me. me. And yeah. a cold roll each? Yes. Had a can of drink. Yes. And this has been us coming down off of that. <laughs> a can of drink. Are you my granddad? Yes. Oh, excellent. <laughs> have I not mentioned that before? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have been Paws in the Key of Springfield. I'm James. He's Nick. Yeah. We are part of the A Lot of Green Network. A lot of shows on there. They're all good. Why not listen to them? What are you so afraid of? Just do it already. Just do it. Uh, who's, uh oh, you can email us at PuzzTheKiefspringfield at gmail.com and you should, for the competition we mentioned at the start of the episode. Little green elephant. We win man. a little elephant. We'll put a photo of the elephant up on our socials yeah. so you know what we're bidding for. What are you? What are you afraid of? Just You're, do it already. Come on. <laughs> Open to Australian entrants only because international shipping is expensive. Yep. Which means you've got a pretty good. You've got a one in three chance of winning. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We had more interest in the last competition. Uh, that's true. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Woozer. wuzzle. Bees on tick. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not acceptable. Okay, hang on. <laughs> let me let me try. Again. Okay, wooza mm. wuzzle. Stop that, Mr. Simpson. There we go. Bye. I think it means ritaxis. Um... We have what? <laughs> ritaxis. the Rit- bad the bad guy from Babar. Oh. Okay, one of those uh, 90s cartoons that you have a encyclopedic knowledge of, <laughs> despite having not watched since you were a child. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Did Baba I... Baba had a bad guy? Yeah, Ritaxis, he was a rhino. Yeah, okay, why... What was the conflict of Baba? Uh, excellent question. Is that a show that needed conflict? it just be like Baba like, skins his knee and, like, needs to go to the nurse or something? <laughs> oh, <laughs> to, I mean... To have a villain? I mean... In that, in that situation, the villain would have been in the pavement. Yeah. But, you know, there's conflict without, like, an evil rhino overlord. I know. Is Baba, was Baba pro or anti-capitalist? Because Baba was independently wealthy, right? I mean, it was part of, like, a monarchy, maybe? No. So, Baba was rescued by Madame, mm. a human who took Baba in and built her, sure. And then... I suspect Baba leveraged himself off of her independent wealth And then he built a village Okay For some reason Did he have any wool? I see what you've done there, that's yeah. very funny Yeah um, And now I'm debating whether Rotaxis was in the Baba universe Or if I've crossed my... <laughs> Are you sure Rotaxis isn't like some character from Kingdom Hearts or something? I mean... Maybe <laughs> I need to get my phone Okay to so look it's, up Rataxxus. Well, it's, it's Google this or it's Google something else. Yeah. Uh, Rataxxus. I'll get to the episode eventually. Yeah. Ha yes. Lord Rataxxus. Lord Rataxxus. This this little fella. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, so that is in Baba. I never thought of him as a villain, though. Did he, he have, like, a little son who would run around? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the ruler of Rhino-land. Okay. Um... Sounds like nepotism Um, The recurring antagonist In the Babar television series Uh, Ritaxis is the sometimes enemy And sometimes friend of Babar Okay. His son named Victor is a friend Of Babar's children (laughs) Ritaxis and Victor Yes Ritaxis (laughs) and Victor Yeah very similar names Yeah definitely from the same origin